The following podcast is for mature audiences only. Anything you hear in this podcast in regards to clips or music, I do not own any of it. All credit absolutely goes to the artist. For anything you may hear in this podcast regarding clips or especially music, it is strictly me trying to promote my love of music and to hopefully send people towards some new music themselves. If you cannot handle anything in this podcast, which which includes anything serious, raunchy humor, raunchy topics, well, I mean more serious topics, or anything you cannot handle, this podcast is not for you. Sit back, relax, enjoy. Let's rise again together. Previously on State of the Real Union, rise again. This is not the NTSL, the National Taylor Swift League. This is the National fucking Football League. Why do we have to see Taylor Swift on our fucking TV every 30 seconds? I get it. I get that she is a superstar, and rightfully so. But I think she's letting the fame get to her head a little bit. I mean, Jesus Christ. When I watch football... I'm not here to watch a Taylor Swift concert. I'm here to fucking watch football. So fucking annoying, man. I get that her and Travis are doinking. But we don't need to shove down our throat. Seriously. Come on, guys. I'm in the empire business. Allow me to reintroduce myself. Revolution is televised. Taylor Swift has been force-fed to us by the NFL. It's not Taylor Swift's fault. It's broadcast media. It is the NFL who's looking to be everything for everyone, who's looking to join the monoculture. And as I watch the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Dallas Cowboys, it seems like there's more shots of Taylor Swift than there is of Jerry Jones watching his season fall apart. And as we all presume, debating whether or not to fire his fed, his head coach. Now, which shot is more interesting to the fan of football, to the fan of the NFL? On Fox and Friends, on yeah. Friday, watch. What do you make of the Taylor Swift effect here? That's the thing that's disenchanting people with, with sports now. There's so much on the outside that come, coming in, entertainment value and uh, different things as taking away from what really happens on the field. So I was explaining to you guys a little bit earlier. But earlier, basically every sports writer and commentator was like, you're a, cro- you're a crotchety old man. How do you get to pay? How do you get paid for this analysis? That kind of thing. And I just said, you and I both now, sample size of two. What he said for football is objectively true. Yes. I kind of disagree, you guys. First of all, says the non-football fan on the. But couch. wait a minute. No one wears a better red lip oh. than Taylor Swift. So I, I, every time I see her, I love how she's wearing 
She wears red anyway, but that is a Kansas, you know, color. But here's the deal. I think she's a great girlfriend. I mean, who knows? She could be like me. She may not even like football, but look at that. She's joining in. I didn't know anything about tree climbing when my husband was, you know, doing lumberjack sports. I went to all his stuff. I let him put a, a tree, great. a climbing uh, tree in my great. backyard. This is a love story. Why don't you guys just embrace because it? Because I'm not watching That's football a great for a love girlfriend. story. Is this over yet? Can we show a highlight from the game? Can we show a play? I mean, it was, yeah. they, they played in negative five degree weather. Wouldn't you These like are, a girlfriend like that that just this supported you? None of this matters. That's all interesting points you're making, but they don't matter. I'm watching for football. Rachel, it was negative five. Do you know what it takes to play football in negative five? It's impossible. Don't you want a break hurts. from seeing these guys and see a pretty girl once in a while? I mean, come on. That's what we have cheerleaders for. Yep. <laughs> it is. Fair enough. <laughs> And, you know, good I answer. Mean, well, touche. He is. He would happen to be a comedian who um, hosted Sunday night's Golden Globe Awards for the first time. Some people thought he did a great job. Others thought otherwise. That's neither here nor there. I was watching the Buffalo Bills Miami Dolphins game, to be quite honest with you, even though I did take a moment to get to see Angela Bassett. My God. Ladies. You want an inspiration. Go look at this beautiful black sister, Angela Bassett, show up on the Golden Globes Awards with that black, I think it's a black satin dress, just spectacular. Courtney Vance is a very, very lucky man. I'm going to leave it at that, but I'm telling you this. The woman is in her 60s. That's all you need to know. I want you to hold on to that. And I don't know her exact age, never looked it up, but I think I heard somebody told she's in her 60s. She's in her 60s. Go look at her. I just wanted to throw that out there. Anyway, back to Joe Coy. Um, apparently, some trending news took place because he did a joke about Taylor Swift and got a death stare. They call it a death stare from Taylor Swift who wasn't laughing at all when he said what he said. And apparently what he said was specifically the big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL. On the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. Ladies and gentlemen, do you realize that there was backlash for that? I'm really concerned about what the hell this world is coming to. Now, whether Taylor Swift smiled or not is irrelevant. If she didn't like the joke, she didn't like the joke. I heard she came on to say that, you know, she's not aware of how, when she's going to be on camera, how often she's going to be on camera, whatever. Taylor Swift, first of all, stop. You're a superstar and you deserve it, by the way. I went to see your concert. It was spectacular. It was one of the greatest concerts I've ever seen in my life. It was spectacular. Spectacular, Taylor. You have fans all over the globe. All over the globe. When you walk anywhere, into any place, stop acting like the camera on you is a surprise. Respectfully stop. That's BS. You know it. That's number one. Number two, when you're in Kansas City at Arrowhead Stadium, which I suspect you'll be there this weekend when they go up against the Miami Dolphins, uh, Taylor Swift, uh, uh, you're likely going to be in the suite with the, with the Kelsey clan, right? Mama, pops, whomever, I don't know. You don't think the camera's going to find you? Of course it will. You may not know how often. You may not know specifically when you're on or when you're off. But chances are, 
anything you do short of going into the bathroom stall, you're going to be on camera. And you know it. Stop acting like you don't know. I'm not saying that's the reason you're there. I'm not saying that's the reason you're doing it. I'm not saying any of that. Travis Kelsey, my brother from another mother. I mean, please. I ain't going to never knock a woman for, 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 for showing him love. So I'm quite sure you're very fond of him. I'm not here to question. That's none of my business. I'm simply saying, you're Taylor Swift. Cameron's going to follow you. And, but, but here's what really concerns me. How the hell was that cruel? The big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL? On the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. That's a reason to be offended? Not just to Taylor Swift, to us as an audience. How is that offensive? What did he say? What? You can't tell jokes? That is as harmless of a joke as there is. Less camera shots of Taylor Swift at the Golden Globes than the NFL. That is as harmless, as innocuous, as unoffensive as it gets. What are we going to do next? Why don't we just sit up there and say, why don't we just admit you got a whole bunch of people out there soft as hell, can't take anything. Y'all going to put comedians out of business. Laughter is valuable, y'all. It's a huge commodity for laughter. Laughter is a huge commodity. I want to laugh. You get a good joke on somebody, so be it. Hell, y'all in there talking about my hairline every chance you get. Like, I give a damn. I'm sorry, I've to break this news to you. I think I look good. Sorry, but I do. Hairline or no hairline. May I go to hair club for a bit? Sure, because I can look better. But I think I look good. Ladies and gentlemen, when I threw out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium and embarrassed myself with that damn choke job, first take came and did two hours teasing me on the first pitch. I'm the executive producer of the show. You know what I did? Step aside and took it because I deserved it. Period. It ain't the end of the world. It's not like I got knocked out by Jake Paul like Nate Robinson or Tyron Woodley. Two dudes I respect and love, by the way. That's something I might not want to be seen by people or, or hear from people for a while over. This, the big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL, on the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. That's a reason to be offended? What the hell is wrong with y'all? We have become a really soft-ass society. We can't take anything. Seriously, this is embarrassing that this guy actually may end up taking heat for that innocuous joke. So what Taylor Swift didn't like it? It wasn't offensive. But the reality is there have been a lot of camera shots of her at NFL games. That is factual. Fact, fact number two, there are more cameras at NFL games than there are at the Golden Globes. That's fact. That's fact. What's the problem? If our society doesn't take a turn and grow the hell up quick, 
we're going to find ourselves muzzled in so many different ways. There's not going to be room for a whole bunch of shit to happen. That's that's, that's productive and beneficial to our society as a whole. I love comedians. Cat Williams, Dave Chappelle, Kevin Hart, Chris Rock. The list goes on and on and on. Mad love for all of these brothers. I hope they continue making us laugh for years to come. I know there's community. I hope that there's comedians on the come up that's going to be just as great as Martin was, as Richard Pryor was, as Eddie Murphy was and still is. I hope. I love comedy. It's a joke, y'all. It's a joke. Yo, it's a, yo, it's a sausage. Most people don't do it the way I do. Very personal. So I give the money in 20s, 20s, 20s. You know, like whatever. I just love
after what just happened today, I am more than ever convinced that hard work in most places doesn't mean shit anymore. Oh, how I wish I can expose certain things, but not yet. Not yet. Not yet, but when the time is right, I will. However, the hard work that I do here will mean something. I promise you that. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of State of the Real Union Rise Again. Y'all know who I am. They call me Sky. They call me Phoenix Knight. They call me Zane Phoenix. They call me... Jesus Christ, I'm getting distracted. Okay, I gotta put that up. They call me Phoenix Knight. They call me Zane Phoenix. They call me Phoenix Knight 00. That is my gamer tag. They call me King of the Phoenix Empire. They call me Captain of Longhorn Nation, Captain of Mizzou Nation, Captain of Longhorn Nation, Fantasy Football God, and Music God. Wherever you may be listening, however you may be listening, I appreciate you all for joining me here today. Here on the show, we value one thing and one thing only, and that's feeling what you want to feel because you're being real. And ladies and gentlemen, being real is a very big deal. Today on the show, has the world gotten too soft? Absolutely. That's going to be the main event. So, to be very honest with you, I haven't come up with a closing segment for today. I'll think about it. So, today's closing segment is to be determined. But ladies and gentlemen, the first order of business is this. I have to bring up Taylor Swift back into the spotlight. If y'all remember last time I did this about a month and a half to two months ago, I don't remember. Um, I talked very big about the love story between Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. If they're dating, good for them. But... Like I said before, and I'll say it again, I'm over it. I don't want to see Taylor Swift every 30 fucking seconds when I'm watching football. I, I really don't. I really, really fucking don't. I'm not here to watch a love story. I'm here to watch football. I don't care about seeing Taylor Swift doing swag surfing with Donna Kelsey and Brittany Mahomes. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. I'm not here to watch Taylor make herself look like a dumbass. Just not. I am here to watch football. But that's not why I'm doing this today. Well, that's part of the reason that didn't lead me to doing this topic again. As you all heard in the intro, I played a clip from Stephen A. Smith's podcast where he addressed a quote-unquote controversial joke that was made 
where he dissected it and, you know, he listened to it and just, this is the reason why. This is why I'm bringing this back up. Take a listen. Between the Golden Globes and the NFL, on the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. I swear. There's just more to go to. Here. Sorry about that. Apparently, there was controversy regarding that joke. Everyone got so offended. Oh my God, Joe Coy said a true fact about Taylor Swift. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. What did he say that was offensive? It's true. We see Taylor Swift way too much on her fucking NFL broadcast. I'm not here to watch a Taylor Swift concert. I'm here to watch a fucking football game. We get it. Taylor and Travis are a cute couple. They are. We get it. They're doinking. Yes, I'm talking about sex. But don't shove it down our throats. Joe Coy said something that is factually true. Maybe the joke wasn't funny, but was it offensive? No. He didn't say, oh, he didn't say a sexist joke about Taylor Swift. He didn't say, my oh my, something something gets more guys than Taylor Swift so she could write breakup songs and make money off of her breakup songs. He didn't say that. He didn't say anything wrong, but everybody's like, oh my God, oh my God, Joe Coy. Joe Coy said an offensive comment. What's offensive about the truth on that one? He's not wrong. He's not wrong. And it wasn't offensive. It's not offensive at all. Why is... See... I didn't want to approach this topic because, look, I have approached many things where I'm against the right. But today's episode, I'm going to, to be very quite honest with you, I'm going to be a little more against woke today. I'm against QAnon, evangelical, hardcore religious right-wing nutjobs who fear-monger. But when it comes to the left, I'm against woke. I'm against woke. Because this society has become so fucking sensitive and we act like a bunch of babies. Apparently, after Joe Coy made that joke, Taylor was giving a death stare that she was not amused. Grow the fuck up. Acting like she's not aware of how many times that she's on camera during NFL games. Bullshit. Fucking bullshit, dude. Bullshit.
bullshit. Stop acting like you're damn surprised. Oh, I'm not aware that I'm on the camera. Oh my God. How many times I'm on the camera? Bullshit, Taylor. Bullshit. Look, I'm going to give you credit where credit is due. I'm going to give you credit where credit is due. You are a superstar. You have busted your ass to get to, to, get to this point. More power to you. More power to you, Taylor. I applaud you. But you are letting the fame get to your head a little bit. And all you Swifties out there, chill the fuck out. Chill the fuck out. Joe Coy didn't say anything sexist. He said at the Golden Globes, we get less shots of Taylor than we do in the NFL. But everybody's in such a fucking uproar about it. Oh my God. Oh my God. Joe Coy said an offensive comment. Oh my God. What was offensive? I dare anybody out there to tell me what the fuck was offensive about that comment, about that joke. Seriously, please enlighten me because I don't see it. I don't see it. Stephen A. Smith doesn't see it. A lot of other people don't see it. But now everybody's flipping the fuck out. Oh my God. Oh my God. Everybody's so upset about Taylor Swift being, being on TV too much. Oh my God. Let's get upset. We're not watching the NFL for a love story. We're watching the NFL for football. This isn't the National Taylor Swift League. This is the NFL. Or the NFFL. The National Fucking Football League. Oh, but everybody wants to get upset. About a harmless joke. Oh! Oh my god! Everybody has to see Taylor. Everybody has to be subjected to the love story. I don't want to see... Taylor Swift swag surfing with Brittany Mahomes and Donna Kelsey. I don't care. I don't care. Who cares? Seriously. Who the fuck cares? We get it. Taylor Swift and Travis are cute. They really, really are. But they are not cute enough for everyone to shove the love story down our throats. I didn't want to address this topic or has the world gone too soft until I heard about this story on Stephen A. Smith's podcast today. I didn't want to fucking address it. But now I'm going to. Also because of other things that I can't list on the air. That I have to keep private for now. So I said, you know what? 
today, because I haven't produced all week, I'm going to take my pissed off energy and I'm going to produce another episode. And I'm going to dedicate this episode to everybody who has stood with me and have been loyal to me like how I've been loyal to you. So to you guys, thank you. I didn't want to address have we gotten soft until I heard about this. Everybody flipping the fuck out. Especially about something so Harmless. Harmless. Because it's true. It's fucking true. But everybody is getting so up in arms. About a fucking harmless joke. Number one... A lot of people are getting upset, number one, because people are soft as hell these days. Period. Bottom line. Number two, because it's true and they don't want to admit it. They don't want to admit it. A lot of the fans that have come to the NFL today are just here for Taylor Swift. When the time comes that they, I don't want them to break up. Let me make that very, very clear. But when the time comes, when the time comes and we get a story one day that says Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift in their relationship. What the hell do you think is going to happen? Taylor Swift's Cult, I'm not saying everybody, but majority of her fans who act like this is a fucking cult. You know what I call it? Swiftanon. You're like QAnon, but you're Swiftanon. And if that offends anybody, I don't care. I'm not saying all Taylor Swift fans are bad or are crazy. And again, I'm not discrediting anything. About Taylor Swift's work. She is fucking phenomenal. She is a superstar. Bottom line. But a lot of people are taking it a little too far. So that's why for any Taylor Swift fans out there. Who are getting up in arms. About oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god a harmless joke was made. A harmless and true joke was made. Let's cancel him. I hate cancel culture. What was wrong about what Joe Coy said? Nothing. Because it's true. So unfortunately, because of that, I'm going to give a nickname to a majority of the Taylor Swift fan base, and I'm going to call you Swiftanon. That's what I'm going to call you. Not You're not just Swifties. You're Swiftanon. Period. Bottom line. Chill the fuck out. My sister, my little sister, is a Kansas City Chiefs fan, and she's also a Taylor Swift fan. We had this conversation a few weeks ago, and she even said the same fucking thing that I'm saying. It's a little too much. 
It's especially a little too much when Sunday Night Football on NBC, Taylor Swift is the best on TV, is getting cut to Taylor Swift every 30 fucking seconds. Mike Tirico, who I guarantee you is a diehard Taylor Swift ass kisser, is making references between football and Taylor Swift songs. We get it, Mike Tirico. You're a Swifty. You're part of Swifting on. Don't shove it down our fucking throats, dude. Don't shove it down our fucking throats. Back to the point I was making. When Taylor and Travis, God forbid, if they break up, you know what's going to happen? Taylor is going to write a fucking breakup song. It's going to become number one on top of the depth charts. And every single member of the Swifty and Swiftanon fan base is going to fucking say Travis Kelsey is a piece of shit. I chill the fuck out. Chill the fuck out. Taylor Swift is good. Let me make that very clear. She's not God. She's not God. I don't care. I don't care about seeing Taylor Swift every 30 fucking seconds. Unfortunately, I had to watch that game because they were playing my Dolphins. I had to unfortunately watch that fucking game. And even I was getting annoyed by it. Enough with the Taylor Swift ass-kissing. Stop shoving her down our fucking throats. I don't care. I want to make one thing clear. Taylor Swift is phenomenal. She is talented. And even though she is definitely not more beautiful than the Queen, she's a beautiful woman. Good for you, Travis. You bagged yourself a good one. That's not the point. That's not the point. I don't care about hearing about Taylor Swift every 30 motherfucking seconds during my football watching. Normally, I don't watch the Chiefs. I'll watch it if it's a big game. I'll watch them when they're playing my Dolphins. But you hear about it on the news. Is Taylor Swift a big factor in the Chiefs' success? Is Taylor Swift a big factor in the Chiefs' struggles Maybe. But I don't want to hear about Taylor Swift on all my sports. I'm not watching my sports shows for fucking Taylor Swift. I'm watching sports shows for takes. You know who this reminds me of? LeBron James. LeBron James. By the way, he's not the fucking goat. Is he a goat? Absolutely. Is he the GOAT? No. But every single motherfucking day in the sports media, LeBron James, talk about LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James. Sooner or later, it's going to be LeBron James takes the best shit in the world. Oh my God, LeBron, you take the best shits in the world. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? 
because that's exactly what is going on with Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is a superstar. She doesn't own the fucking NFL. Yes, for now, is she bringing a new batch of fans to the NFL? Yes, she is. Yes, she is. However, however, is it enough to possibly keep the fan base forever? That remains to be seen. That absolutely remains to be seen. Tell me when I'm telling lies. Tell me when I'm telling lies. I'm going to play another thing. I'm going to play again. We're going to do like what we did during yesterday's episode. But I'm. this is Stephen A. Smith again talking about Taylor Swift. And also, has the world gone too soft? Give me one second. I'm going to get it up. Um, okay, let me... Let me get it up here. Let me get it up here. Okay, here we go. Okoy. Okay, hold on. News took place because he did a joke about Taylor Swift. Here it is. And got a death stare. They call it a death stare from Taylor Swift, who wasn't laughing at all when he said what he said. And apparently what he said was specifically the big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL. On the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. He's not wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, do you realize that there was backlash for that? I'm really concerned about what the hell this world is coming to. Me too. Now, whether Taylor Swift smiled or not is irrelevant. If she didn't like the joke, she didn't like the joke. I heard she came on to say that, you know, she's not aware of how... Yeah, bullshit. When she's going to be on camera, how often she's going to be on camera, (laughs) whatever. Taylor Swift, first of all, stop. You're a superstar, and you deserve it, by the way. Yes, I yes. went to see a concert. It was spectacular. It was one of the greatest concerts I've ever seen in my life. It was spectacular. Spectacular, Taylor. You have fans all over the globe. All over the globe. When you walk anywhere, yep. into any place, stop acting like the camera on you is a surprise. Is he wrong? No. No, he's not. Let's continue. Respectfully stop. Yeah, indeed. That's BS. You know it. That's number one. Number two, when you're in Kansas City at Arrowhead Stadium, which I suspect you'll be there this weekend when they go up against the Miami Dolphins, uh, Taylor Swift, uh, uh, you're likely going to be in the suite with the the Kelsey clan, right? Which she was, along with Brittany Mahomes. Pops, whomever, I don't know. You don't think the camera's going to find you? Of course it will. You may not know how often. You may not know specifically when you're on or when you're off. But chances are, anything you do, short of going into the bathroom stall, you're going to be on camera. And you know it. Stop acting like you don't know. Yep. I'm not saying that's the reason you're there. I'm not saying that's the reason you're doing it. I'm not saying any of that. Travis Kelsey, my brother from another mother. Once again, I'm not going to blame Taylor Swift. I'll blame the NFL on this one. 
but I don't want Taylor Swift shoved down our throats. That's exactly what the NFL is doing. Let's continue. Please. I ain't gonna never knock a woman for for for, for, for showing him love. So I'm quite sure you're very you. fond of them. I'm not here to question. That's none of my business. I'm simply saying, you're Taylor Swift. Yeah. Cameron's gonna follow you. And, but but here's what really concerns me. How the hell was that cruel? Exactly. The big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL. On the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. That's a reason to be offended. Not just to Taylor Swift, to us as an audience. How is that offensive? Exactly. What did he say? What? I like to hear from Taylor Swift asking what, asking that same, or explaining to all of us the same question. Let's continue. You can't tell jokes? Apparently not. That is as harmless it is. of a joke as there is. Less camera shots of Taylor Swift at the Golden Globes than the NFL. That is as harmless, as innocuous, as... It is very harmless. It is very harmless. And the fact that a lot of Swiftanon out there is getting upset... Like, just stop, dude. Just fucking stop. Let's continue. So, as it gets. What are we going to do next? Why don't we just sit up there and say, why don't we just admit you got a whole bunch of people out there soft as hell. Yeah, Can't take anything. Yep. Y'all gonna put comedians out of business. Yeah. Laughter is valuable, y'all. Yes, it is. It's a huge commodity for laughter. Laughter is the best medicine. Laughter is a huge commodity. Yeah, you're damn right it is. I want to laugh. I do too. You get a good joke on somebody, so be it. Hell, y'all in there talking about my hairline every chance you get. Like, I give a damn. I'm sorry I made to break this news to you. I think I look good. Sorry, but I do. Gotta laugh at yourself. Hairline or no hairline. May I go to hair club for a bit? Sure, because I can look better. But I think I look good. Ladies and gentlemen, when I threw out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium and embarrassed myself with that damn choke job, first take came and did two hours teasing me on the first pitch. I'm the executive producer of the show. You know what I did? Step aside and took it. Because I deserved it. Period. Yeah. Good for you, man. It ain't the end of the world. What's not? It's not like I got knocked out by Jake Paul like Nate Robinson or Tyron Woodley. Two dudes I respect and love, by the way. That's something I might not want to be seen by people or, or hear from people for a while over. This... The big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL, on the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. That's a reason to be offended? Right. What the hell is wrong with y'all? I'm asking that same question. We have become a really soft-ass society. Yep. We can't take anything. No, not at all. Seriously. This is embarrassing. It is. That this guy actually may end up taking heat for that innocuous joke so what taylor swift didn't like it it wasn't offensive but the reality is there have been a lot of camera shots of her at nfl games That's a he fact acknowledges it fact, fact number two there Stephen are a smith fucking said it himself because it's the fucking truth 
It's all over the fucking news. I don't care about Taylor Swift on my fucking screen every 30 seconds. Let's continue. Or is it NFL games? Then they are at the Golden Globes. That's fat. Yep. That's fat. That's one of the things why what I wage war against in this society, stupidity. Let's continue. What's the problem? If our society doesn't take a turn and grow the hell up yep. quick, we gonna find ourselves muzzled in so many different ways. There's not gonna be room for a whole bunch of shit to happen. That's counterproductive. That's that's productive and beneficial to our society as a whole. I love comedians. I do too. Cat Williams, Dave Chappelle, Kevin Hart, Chris Rock. The list goes on and on and on. Mad love for all of these brothers. I hope they continue making us laugh for years to come. I know there's community. I hope that there's comedians on the come up that's going to be just as great as Martin was, as Richard Pryor was, as Eddie Murphy was and still is. Fucking love Eddie Murphy. I hope. I love comedy. It's a joke, y'all. Yep. That's what it is. It's a joke. Damn. We really are sad. Seriously. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Do you all remember when I told you about my verbal altercation with Lady Starbitch back in 2020? is what this society has gotten to. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you something right now. That whole situation and the fact that Taylor was looking like how dare you to Joe Coy. Taylor, I'm sorry, dude. But that makes you look like a spoiled fucking brat. It makes you look like you're better than everybody else. I'll admit. You're a superstar. But you're not God. You are not God. The fact that a lot of Swift fans out there. Who get offended by that joke. So easily that harmless but true joke. That's why I'm calling that majority part of Swift fans Swiftanon. You are. You get upset every time someone doesn't agree with the fact that they don't like the fact that they get Taylor Swift on their TV a little too often. That makes you look like Swiftanon. Oh my God. Oh my God. They disagreed with Taylor Swift being on TV too much. It's a fact. It's a fact. So what? Who cares? It's a fucking fact, y'all. It just is. What the hell are we doing? What the fuck are we doing? So 
that what this society has become? I don't get it. What I will say is this. Once again, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are a good couple. They do look cute together. I will admit that. Travis Kelsey, good looking dude. Taylor Swift, although she's not beautiful, more beautiful than the queen, she's a beautiful woman in this world. She's not beautiful than mine, but she's a but she's a but she's a good looking woman. Good for them. I'm happy for them. But it's a true fact. We are getting Taylor Swift pushed down our throat by the NFL. It's true. And the fact that a comedian out there said such a harmless fucking joke that is actually very true, and I'm not the only one who sees it, and everyone is getting so uptight about it. Oh my God, Taylor Swift got offended because everyone's not happy that she's on TV too much. Y'all. You get Taylor Swift 24-7-365 on Spotify, on Apple, and blah, 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 blah for music streaming services. You have a fucking documentary that you can watch all you want. We only get the NFL during certain months of the year. When the NFL is over, then... Talk about Taylor all you want. More power to you. More power to you. But just let us have our football, please. Let us have our football. Come on. Simple logic. It's not the na- it's not the National Taylor Swift League. It's the National Fucking Football. And I only say fucking just to prove an emphasis that it's the fucking NFL. Period. Bottom line. One last time. Travis and Taylor are cute together. But stop with the Taylor Swift propaganda. It's getting old. And it's getting old quick. Okay? Alright. Anywho, I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, has the world gotten too soft? Why can't comedians make jokes? Why is everybody getting so offended? I will address that and more when we come back next. But I've seen like, you know, a tweet from a fellow comic telling comics what jokes you shouldn't talk about this topic. It's like, who the fuck are you? It's like, there's already going to be enough people doing that. You're going to do like cannibalism now? I'm not saying the points that they're making don't need to be made. I'm not saying that their complaints are not just, it's it's the execution of it. Yes. You're gonna go through intimidation and destroying people like- Exactly. People's careers and people, you have to publicly apologize. It's so, it's like- They're it's, bullying people. Yes. Uh, duh, hey, duh, if you do anything wrong in your life, 
go and I find out about it, I'm going to try to take everything away from you. And I don't care what I find out. Could be today, tomorrow, 15, 20 years from now. If I find out, you're fucking duh, finished. Who, who's that? That's you. That's what the audience sounds like to me. why I don't be coming out doing comedy all the time because y'all niggas is the worst motherfuckers I've ever tried to entertain in my fucking life. Cool thing is just being different. I want to I wanna be completely opposite than all these Contrarian. positive people. You know what? No, no, yeah. no. That shit was ass. <laughs> what? Why? Why? Why was it ass? You have people that just like to do that. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and, and what happens... When one person does it, another person, for no reason at all, goes, yeah, me too. Yeah, that shit was ass, man. I ain't, I ain't like it either. Did you see it? What y'all talking about? <laughs> you don't even know what they're talking about. But you just want to hop on the negative train. Right. Because that's what's cool. So and they're all about, oh, make this more inclusive. It's like, no, let us in so we can take it over and then we'll push you down. Is, is the psychology of the kind of person that goes after that, someone that's after, like, power. I'm not saying the average woman is like that. My wife is a feminist, and she's into, like, inclusive shit. But, like, people who are spearheading stuff. Yes. Like, those people are wired the same way, like, you know, I mean... A I dominator is. Yes. A lot of that, that so-called progressives, extreme left, is think the way we think, say what we say, or we will fucking destroy... You should polarise. You should polarise, because everyone's different. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing about offence, isn't it? When people yeah. say they're offended, it's that, just because you're offended, it doesn't mean you're right, you know? Uh, offence is about feelings, and feelings are personal. Some people are offended by equality. So what? You know, so you can't second-guess people. If you try and please everyone, you'll please no one. Mm. With comedy as well, you've got to, I think you've got to deal with taboos and contentious issues. And sometimes you deal in irony, and some people don't get that. But, you know, you can't legislate against stupidity, otherwise you'll be doing nothing. You guys got to remember, I'm not saying it to be mean. I'm saying it because it's funny. <laughs> and everything's funny till it happens to you. Most of the time... Comedians, we are expected to be the most agile uh, in terms of how we think and construct our thoughts and our, uh, what comes out of our mouth. Mm. We have been navigating these slalom gates forever. Mm. It took us 400 years to figure out as a people that white people's weakness the whole time was kneeling during their national anthem. <laughs> That's a brittle spirit. That's right, nigga. On the rock, it's regular. Ah! Ah! What are you doing, nigga? Stand up! It's interesting. Comedy is, I do think, is, the you know, supposed to push the line, push towards the lines of the medium. There are more people now who will let you know if they think you went over the line than ever before. Don't I know it. I mean, you have to yeah. feel the same way about comedy. Yeah. But they keep moving the lines in for no reason. Right. In a time, and, and this is a serious thing. I can imagine a time when people say, well, that's offensive to suggest that a gay person moves their hands in a flourishing motion, <laughs> and you now need to apologize. I mean, th there's a creepy PC thing out there that really bothers me. I'm very rarely offended by anything I hear a comedian say because I, I, I don't Look, take if it's it funny, serious. I'm never offended. Right. Okay, that's the thing. 
For example, uh, like when I watched Chappelle's special, he had to joke about uh, Macaulay Culkin. Right. I laughed. <laughs> right, right. But when he said, I don't believe those kids. Right. And there was no joke. I right. was like, oh, right. oh, I'm a little offended by right. that because I believe the kids. Right. You know, if he had a joke about that, then I would laugh. So to me, laugh, you know, conquer everything. Right. Almost like you'll talk to comics and they're afraid to say almost anything because society is just so... I don't find it that big a deal. You know what it is? It's all intent. Guys are saying, you can't even tell a woman she looks nice. Yes, you can. But you can't go, whoa, nice rack. <laughs> because the expert on funny, funny people should just be left to try to be funny. Well, then what if they're not funny? Then you made a mistake. But how many, listen, how many times has an unfunny, how many... F unfunny rape jokes lead to rape. Like no, I don't know how many jokes about rape there are. There's a lot, but your your world is not funny. Your world is uh, next next on the big story. <laughs> My world is people trying to be funny. Well, I mean, you you think it's okay to try to make jokes about rape? I'm diabetic. I make fun of that. I'm a victim. I might lose a toe. Here's my question: How can you justify a bad joke, a joke that isn't funny? Oh wait a minute, wait. A minute. Go ahead. And attempt it that isn't funny, doesn't get any laughs, and is about raping a the first black woman to ever become the Secretary of State oh, of the United States. Don't throw that at me. Well, why the, not? The, the attempt is what I'm trying to fight for. The joke may or may... Funny jokes and unfunny jokes are, are come out of the same birth that you you don't know if anything is going to be funny you should attempt don't to be you, able to make anything don't you funny think a joke about rape sure. is doomed to be not funny it's possible but i've heard them i've heard you've them. heard a funny rape joke uh, i say a couple watch my hbo special i'm pretty good at it personally i'm not afraid of other people's freedom of expression i don't use it as a weapon it just makes me feel better and i'm sorry if i hurt anybody Et cetera, et cetera, yada, yada, yada. Everything I'm supposed to say. I think it's gone way too far. I mean, if you're gonna, if there's gonna be political correctness, the person that needs to be corrected the most is the president. So, therefore, I think when it comes to comedians, we ain't politicians. We just some joke tellers. So we talk about the crazy stuff that goes on. I don't care what the topic is. My job is a hard one. I gotta find what's funny about these dark topics that people are afraid to talk about. I swear to God, <laughs> this might be the noblest of professions. Robin Williams had a bar that I loved. He said comedy is the only job you can have where you can use everything you know. And that's true. You can use more than you know. You can use what you think. Use it. Don't be afraid. Don't let these bitch-ass niggas button your lip. <laughs> Say it anyway. reason that I would stop doing comedy right now. And this reason is the real reason that's been percolating, and, and it really is the crowd, not you. I'm talking about the crowd on the big stage. It's too hard to entertain a country whose ears are so brittle. Motherfuckers are so sensitive, the whole country has turned into bitch-ass niggas. Everything you say upsets somebody. You know, I can remember when it all started. It was when I was doing Chappelle's show. When I was doing Chappelle's show, I used to do the show, and then on the weekends, I do, like, concerts and shit like that. So I'm doing a concert, and there was a couple in the front row, beautiful couple. The wife, wife was obviously Asian. <laughs> you could see it in her face.
the husband, this motherfucker was mysterious, to say the least. Couldn't quite pinpoint where he was from. Caramel-colored fella, very nice hair, but it could have been from anywhere. Bangladesh, Mexico, I can't guess with a nigga like this. All I knew for sure about this guy is that his wife was a bitch. I could see that in her face, too. No, he was laughing and having a good time, and she was scowling at me at a goddamn comedy show. I couldn't figure it out. And then I realized at some point that she was pregnant and I was smoking on stage. I said, oh my God, that's probably why she's mad. So I started to put my cigarette out, but then she hit me with one of them fake non-smoker calls. <coughs> so I just kept smoking. I thought to myself, bitch, that baby will be fine. Relax. And I tried to break the tension. I just asked her. That's all I said. I go, hey, where are you guys from anyway? And I could tell that she was on to me. She goes, very condescendingly, she says, I'm from California. If you're asking my ethnicity, I am Chinese. And her husband was just cool about the shit. He was like, I'm Mexican, bro. I said, well, I'm sorry if I offended you by asking. But you're a very beautiful couple. And miss, there's no question that you're going to give birth to the hardest working baby this world has ever seen. That's not a bad joke. She got very upset. She got up to leave immediately. But she didn't just leave. She had to take one last dig at me on the way out. I will never buy one of your fucking DVDs again, Dave Chappelle. I said, ma'am, with all due respect, Chinese people don't buy DVDs. <laughs> Cancel culture is anti-Semitic. Yeah. You say something bad against somebody who's Asian, Latino, black, gay, trans, you're finished. Done. Someone said something bad against Jews, the worst. The worst that could happen is they make them visit a Holocaust museum. <laughs> Which is the craziest idea in the world. You're taking someone who hates Jews into a Holocaust museum. They come out of there, wow! That was amazing! I want a t-shirt, a hat, something. They were on to something. Help me out here.
right, that was a little bit of a longer break than I thought, but it was worth it. Especially because magic happened. All right, so for tonight's main event, Cancel Culture. Cancel Culture is a very tricky topic. Um, and this is one of the things, when it comes to the left, that I am against. There are many things, once again, that I am against when it comes to being against the right. But cancel culture, when it comes to the left, I am mainly against that. The reason why I started the opening segment of tonight's episode with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey Part 2 and especially the stupid outrage of a very, very harmless joke made by Joe Coy at the Golden Globes earlier this weekend is because, once again, what is so harmless about that? I didn't see anything. What's really stupid, what's really fucking stupid, <coughs> still not 100%, but a lot better and since the Queen and I are going to have to postpone the Miami episode yet again, which is fine because more important things are at hand. This is going to be my last episode of the week because uh, I want to rest um, because I want to have a good week next week. And I got some things I need to figure out personally and privately. Um, so I started it off with that because... Damn, have we gotten too fucking soft. And this whole cancel culture thing is a major fucking problem. Major, major fucking problem. Number one, it's gonna... It's gonna prevent us all as a society from being able to have a conversation. Now, what I mean by that is, look, it's never okay to be hateful and discriminatory. It's never okay to be racist. However, I played that segment, or I played that comedians on cancel culture... For one reason and one reason only. Because the whole fucking thing is a problem for comedians. Nobody can fucking laugh at shit anymore. They have to literally watch what they're saying because people get so fucking offended. Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this real quick. I'm going to say this real quick. If a white person wants to make a white joke against whites, let them. If a black person wants to make black jokes, let them. If a Hispanic person wants to make a Hispanic joke, like Carlos Mencia or Gabriel Iglesias or, Carl or George Lopez, let them. Who care? Or Aziz Aziri, you know, if they want to, or Dave Chappelle, for fuck's sakes, 
If they want to make a joke, <coughs> if they want to make a joke about their own ethnicity, let them. Dave Chappelle, or I think it, I forgot what the other comedian's name was. Someone during break, during one of those clips that I played, again, I don't own them. I'm playing them from my phone into my speaker into my iPad. But one of the comedians said, they're not fucking politicians. They're not. They're here to make light of very, very dark times. They are. Now, if I were to say a black joke, or if I were to be racist, which I'm not, then I would be a piece of shit. But if I wanted to tell jokes about white people, which I don't just tell jokes about white people, I say the fucking facts. Period. I'll even give you all a quick joke. What did the donkey say about the white person? Damn, that's a cold-ass honky. Honky is a term against white people. I <coughs> I told some people that joke a few weeks ago, especially some of my people who are white, and they fucking laughed. Number one, because I came up with it. Number two, because it's true. Number three, that last part, damn, that's a cold-ass honky, Came from a Macklemore and Ryan Lewis song. Some others got a little offended. Oh my God, you're being discriminatory against white people. Your own race. No. No. I'm making light of it. Because as a lot of y'all know, except for my people, except for my supporters of this podcast and what I'm trying to build... The average person every day is fucking stupid. And once again, I don't care if you're white. I don't care if you're African American. I don't care if you're Hispanic, Chinese, French, Italian, Russian, whatever. What you are on the outside doesn't matter to me. It's what you are on the inside. If you're a good person on the inside, you're a winner. If you're a piece of shit all around, then you're a fucking piece of crap in my book. That is me being against majority of this society. Because from what I've experienced, majority of this society is fucking stupid. Not my people. Not my people. Definitely not the queen. Definitely not my supporters. Anybody that I know who I've been loyal to and who's been loyal to me in return, you guys are fucking great. Your loved ones are great. Does that mean we'll always agree on things? No. But you guys are perfect enough to me because you're good people. <coughs> but the average 
everyday person, the average everyday person, I think is a fucking moron. I'm going to tell you a story. From my Uber driver, Michael, this morning, he was telling me about a story about Crowley Isom in San Antonio making, basically posting pictures of how badly shelves at all the grocery stores from Walmart to Target, etc., etc., were all fucking raided. But most definitely the meat shelves. The bacon was raided. It was like, oh my God. Oh my God. There, some, some weather people are saying there's going to be another winter storm. Let, let's raid the bacon. Don't panic. We're, we're, we we got to raid all the fucking bacon. That shit I'm against. That shit is stupid. I said it before. I'll say it many times until I'm blue in the fucking face. I am seriously convinced that COVID revealed who is truly stupid in this society. Sometimes I wish I could be stupid. Sometimes I'm starting to wonder if me being smart is a curse. But at the end of the day, the only people's opinions who matter to me, the queen, of course, my people... My supporters of this podcast, the Phoenix Empire, and me. Everyone else's opinion doesn't mean shit. But yeah, I heard that story and I was making fun of it all day. Oh my God. Oh my God. Another winter storm is coming. We got to raid all the bacon. We're not going to be able to get all the bacon. Jesus fucking Christ. Really? That shit I'll make fun of. Because it's fucking stupid. And it's quite honestly fucking ridiculous. And if anybody wants to say, Oh, Sky, you're making fun of people who are panicking. First of all, I said it yesterday, I'll say it again. If you want true, honest weather coverage and listen back to the opening segment of the episode I did yesterday. If you want true, honest weather coverage, listen to Avery Tomasco. Because what I showed you yesterday, especially Kristen Curry of KXAN, I mean, I'm not wrong. I, show, I, I played the proof for you. Yes, we're in a, in, in a winter storm. But the question is, where is it? Other than Del Valley a little bit. And just very tiny fucking snow flurries. And at Austin Bergstrom. I didn't see a winter storm. I didn't see a winter storm. Was there maybe a little bit of sleep? Sure. But was it a full-on winter storm like Winter Storm Yuri? Hell no. So if anybody out there wants to say, 
oh, I'm being offensive to people who are panicking for no reason, I'm going to say it this one time only, kiss my ass. Now, once again, like I said yesterday, there are people out there who legitimately have PTSD and anxiety, probably caused from Winter Storm Uri back in 2021, who may have lost something. I mean, for fuck's sakes, Nicole and I, we almost didn't make it out of Winter Storm Uri. We did, if it wasn't for her sister and and her sister's ex-husband. If it wasn't for them, us and Roxy One wouldn't have made it out alive. But we did. But that was very fucking scary. Especially with the fact that the city of Austin and that piece of crap, Governor Cripple Brains, yes, I will say Cripple Brains, not because of the fact that he's crippled, but because he's fucking stupid. They were all saying, oh, we need rolling blackouts. But once again, Westlake, BKs, downtown, Q2. They were all lit up like a Christmas tree. They got to have power. They got to have their shit on while the rest of us were sitting in the fucking dark. So if y'all want to call me offensive for that, kiss my ass. Because that is speaking facts. And that is what I've experienced. I'm sorry, but it is. But back to the main point. Comedy. Comedy. Comedy is a big part of our lives, y'all. It is. Without laughter, everyone has their heads so far up their ass that it gives them mental health issues. Physical health issues. And when I'm done with this podcast tonight, you bet your fucking ass I'm going to sit back, relax, with the love of my life, who is the only reason why I'm still going. And And one of the main reasons why I'm trying to build an empire for us. So we don't have to answer to anybody. But comedy is a big part of our lives. Sometimes you have to laugh at yourselves. Dave Chappelle laughs at himself. Carlos Mencia laughs at himself. George Lopez laughs at at himself. George Carlin. Kevin Hart. Bill Burr. Bill Burr is my personal favorite comedian. Jeff Foxworthy. Larry the Cable Guy. They make jokes of very dark situations. They're not in fucking office. They're not in Washington. If you have a problem with what is going on in society, pay attention to what is going on. What's truly going on. I said this on yesterday's episode, and once again, I can't stress this enough. I am neither Republican nor Democrat. I am an independent with mainly views, liberal views, but I do have some conservative views too. I do. 
Don't believe me? Go back to my Luology and Luolitics episode with my Grandpa Lou a month and a half ago. Check that out. Comedians are here to tell jokes. I told a fucking white joke. Some white people that I know got offended by it. Okay, oh well, that means you're a pussy. That means you're a pussy. But not as much of pussy behavior like the joke Joe Coy made about Taylor Swift. He didn't say anything derogatory. He didn't say anything sexist or offensive. He simply spoke a true fucking fact. At the Golden Globes, we get less shots of Taylor Swift. But, oh my God, everybody is so offended by we don't want to see Taylor Swift all the time on our fucking TV screens during football. For those people, I'll say it again. And if you want to try to cancel me, fuck off. That group of Taylor Swift fans is Swift and I. You want to cancel me? Go ahead. I ain't going nowhere. Because on this podcast, we say what needs to be said. We don't beat around the bush. There are certain things that I cannot say. Not quite yet. Trust me, I want to. And when the time is right, you bet your fucking ass I will. But in the meantime, while I try to get some moves figured out... Well, I try to get some moves figured out. When it comes to other stuff, you're damn right I'm going to say it. You're damn right I'm going to say it. I am. I am going to say it. Because it needs to be said. And after my entire life, of dealing with toxic positivity and other things. I'm free now. I have to be careful with other things. And there are certain protocols but I, that I have to follow. But when it comes to topics that need to be addressed like this specific topic here tonight. I'm going to say what needs to be said. I haven't said anything offensive. What I did do, however, from my experience, is I spoke the fucking facts. Just like Joe Coy did. When people get too upset and too far with their heads up their ass, what are you doing? What are you doing? Cat got your tongue? Not getting laid at home? Not getting dick in your ass? Not getting pussy in your mouth? What is it? What is it? I don't know, but whatever it is, get your fucking head out of your ass. And really pay attention to what is going on. Again, comedians are not politicians. They are here to tell 
jokes and to make light of very dark times in this world. I get it. We don't want to be hateful. We don't want to be discriminatory. And, I, and I'll admit, some comedians have done that, unfortunately. But you know what? Everybody makes mistakes. You don't think I've made my fair share of mistakes? Oh, I have. I've made my fair share of mistakes, ladies and gentlemen. But unlike a lot of other people, I own up to my mistakes. And I always try to do the work. Does anybody else, for the most part, know? My point is... My point is... We are living in... We are living... In very, very dark times. You don't think an Asian has told an Asian joke? We all know that Dave Chappelle and Kevin Hart, etc. And George Carlin and all of them have told black jokes. Because sometimes you have to laugh at yourself. They laugh at themselves... Bill, Bur I mean, Carlos Mencia, George Lopez, they tell Hispanic jokes, they laugh at themselves. Gabriel Iglesias, what's the problem? What's the problem? They tell funny stories. I'm glad there is a majority of the population out there willing to still sit back, relax, shut the fuck up, and laugh. I mean, it's true. It's true. But there's a bigger problem at play here. Much bigger problem. And yes, I am going to get a little political again. But we have reached a point in this society where majority of society, if you don't agree with one person's beliefs and views, that's it. That's the end of the relationship, friendship. Whatever. That's wrong. Both sides. <clears throat> Both sides. Are just, the, just as much to blame. Me. Me. I'm, when it comes to politics. Especially. I have people on both sides. I have people on both sides that I can have these conversations with. I don't agree with them, but I'm not going to shut them down. They don't agree with me, but they're not going to shut me down. One of my favorite Uber drivers, Dean, very nice guy, 
He's one of my favorite people in the world. He's gotten me on many of occasions, and he's given Nicole a ride a time or two. He's a hardcore Republican. And you know what? That's fine. Dean's a veteran. He sacrificed himself. He sacrificed for our country. God bless Dean. Because of that, because of the fact that there have been times where I've had my views where he just listened. We don't get mad at each other. We sit, we, we talk while we're riding and we have a good conversation every single time. It's like I said in yesterday's episode. Doesn't matter what you are on the outside, it matters what you are on the inside. Especially when it comes to sexuality. If there's gays, lesbians, trans, more power to you. Love is love. Does that mean that I prefer it for me? No. No. <clears throat> Other than my queen's heart of gold. And I'm going to say it right now. And she's out in the living room listening to all this, mind you. There's three things in this world I love when it comes to my queen other than her heart. Her downstairs. Her tits. Her body. Good God, man. The queen has the body of a fucking hot, hot celebrity. I wanted to tell this story on the Miami episode about how goddamn she looked so fucking beautiful. She looked so beautiful that Wednesday night when we went out in Miami and she got in the club. God damn. That right there where she felt like a fucking queen and like a fucking goddess. It's shit like that. Why I'm here tonight to change the fucking game. Because I love that woman more than anything. Have I made my fair share of mistakes? You're damn right I have. Has she made her fair share of mistakes? You're damn right she has. What are those on each side? That's nobody's business. That's kept between me and the queen. But ladies and gentlemen... The point is, why can't we all just sit down and have a conversation? Why can't we all sit down and share a good laugh? There are white comedians. Some of them, maybe Bill Burr, I don't know. I need to start listening to more of his stand-ups who probably tell white jokes. You don't think there are black people laughing at white jokes? There are. Because Bill Burr's fucking funny. Same thing with Dave Chappelle, Kevin Hart, Gabriel Iglesias, Carlos Mencia, George Lopez. You don't think that they've all told jokes and we have laughed? I laugh all the time. If there is one thing if there is one thing I love in this world more than anything, 
I love raunchy humor. I absolutely love raunchy humor. I don't necessarily care for weak-ass jokes. I love raunchy humor. I crack up at Howard Stern all the time. I crack up at Bill Burr all the time. Dave Chappelle all the time. Does that make me a bad person? No, because they're not politicians. They're comedians. But the fact that there is a select group of people out there who are still flipping the fuck out. The fact that they are still flipping the fuck out. What are we doing? What are we doing? But it got taken to a whole nother level. When people, especially the Swiftanon side of Taylor Swift fans, got all up in an uproar for a very harmless joke. What the fuck? Is that really where we're going here? Because it's sad. What people need to do is tell the difference between a comedian and a politician. Period. There's a difference between laughter and hate. Laughter is Dave Chappelle. Hate is Donald Trump calling COVID-19 the China virus. What ended up happening there? A small group, well, there's a big group of his supporters, not all, but a decent portion of his supporters, they decided to be discriminatory against Asians. But yet, our own government, which majority of our states right now are being ran by Republicans, number one, didn't even bother to give support to their med- to the medical community that they needed. Fucking bullshitting on it. That's number one. Number two. Number two. They are just as fault as if any as anyone else. Because they turned COVID-19 into a political issue. See where I'm going with this? Because COVID-19 wasn't supposed to be a political issue. COVID-19 was a very deadly, 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 deadly virus. Yes, we have medicines for COVID-19 now. Yes, we have the vaccines. I am pretty much five shot into COVID because I'm immunocompromised. But I'd rather take 
I'd rather take my chances with the vaccine than being under a goddamn ventilator, especially after I was on one last year after my surgery that I almost didn't make it out alive. See my point there? That is hate. What Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, Carlos Mencia, George Lopez, etc., what they, Aziz Aziri, what they all joke, what they all do pales in comparison to the shit we see in everyday life, especially in Congress. I mean, for fuck's sakes. For fuck's sakes. Cripple Brains, just the other day, made a very, very controversial and very racist statement by saying, oh, the only reason we haven't considered shooting the illegal immigrants at the border is because the Biden administration would charge us with murder. That's hate. That's hate right there. That's racist and that is hate. Not with Dave Chappelle and all these other comedians that I've listed on a variety of occasions here tonight. Do? They're trying to make us laugh. They're trying to make us smile. And let out the stress in a very, very healthier and more positive way. But like with everything else, the world has gotten too fucking stupid. That's what I'm against. Is stupidity. And toxic positivity. And the stigma against mental health. No matter what you are. On the outside. Because what I've seen on the inside. Majority of my life is very, very sickening. One last thing, and then I'm going to take a break and I'm going to close out the show. My buddy Leroy, very good friend of mine now. We are becoming more tighter like family than ever. Shout out to you, brother. He's made jokes about my fucking... Junkie, alcoholic of a mother. And you know what? I'm fine with it because it's true. I mean, for fuck's sakes, my own mother, and I'm, and from what I'm hearing, she's getting help and I'm happy for her. I'm happy for her. But she has a lot of fucking growing up and a lot of repairing to do. But I'll get into that at a later date. I'm okay with it because it's true. I am. I don't find it offensive. There are a lot of things that people joke with me about. There are some things that I take very seriously. But other things, I just sit there and I laugh. I'm like, yep, it's true. It's very, very true. So... Just chill the fuck out. And like Stephen A. Smith said, grow the, grow the hell up. Because this world 
has gotten too soft. Figure out the difference between a politician and a comedian. And like I've said before, I'll say it one last time. This is where you got to pay attention to what's really going on. What shit, the shit, like what Cripple Brains and Trumpy Wise the Clown have said, that's hateful. What these comedians do, what's the problem? But I'm also doing this because of the whole Joe Coy and Taylor Swift quote-unquote controversy. There's a major difference between comedy and real-life situations, y'all. Get it together. Get it together. Because otherwise, this world is going to become more fucking sensitive. And quite honestly, I'm scared of that. Like I said, I don't care what you are on the outside. I care what you are on the inside. But if everyone wants to think that, oh, I'm the most offensive person in the world because I'm against stupidity in this society and toxic positivity and the stigma against mental health, then kiss my ass because that isn't one of the other main reasons why I'm here. You don't like it? Go somewhere else. I ain't changing for nobody. I'll make my mistakes. I'll own up to them. And there are certain things I have to be careful with. But otherwise, I ain't going nowhere. I ain't changing for nobody. Figure out the difference between a comedian and a politician, y'all. It may help you. Just think about that. All right, I'm going to take one more break for tonight. When we come back, um, while I'm on break, I am going to think of a closing topic. Um, and we'll close out the show and then I'm going to take the weekend off so I can rest my throat. So I can get back to normal and have a normal week next week. So let's take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to close out the show. I'll figure out a closing topic next. Global Awards a little bit. I think Joe Coy got the gig 10 days before the Golden Globes because yeah, nobody Yeah, I read wanted... that he said that. And I was like, well, that's weird to be 10 days out and still not have a host. Nobody wanted to host this thing. A bunch of high-profile comedians reportedly turned down the gig, including Chris Rock. Finally, everyone's getting smart. Those shows are fucking difficult to do. You know, Which and if Joe you got... Coy apparently found out. <laughs> Yeah, they they're 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 panning them, but I didn't even understand. Someone said that this is AP News Minute. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is rejecting U.S. calls to scale back his. I turned on the TV last night to watch the Golden Globe Awards a little bit. I think Joe Coy got the gig ten days before the Golden Globes because yeah, nobody I read want... that he said that, and I was like, well, that's weird to be ten days out and still not have a host. Nobody wanted to host this thing. A bunch of high-profile comedians reportedly turned down the gig, including Chris Rock. Finally, everyone's getting smart. Those shows are fucking difficult to do. You know, Which and if you Joe got, Coy apparently found out. <laughs> yeah, they, they're, they're, they're panning them, but 
I didn't even understand. Someone said that he was mean about uh, Taylor Swift. The big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL, on the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. I swear. There's just more to go to. Here. Sorry about that. And they Sorry cut, they cut, about that. They cut to Taylor Swift, and she gave, like, this mean look, stern look at him. And I thought she was joking around, but... You see various media reports. I think Page Six even put out a report saying if looks could kill. <laughs> like, the Taylor Swift was actually mad at Joe Coy, which was a well, ridiculous. I should have come out and, and talked about the fact that they chose him 10 days ago because no one else in Hollywood wanted the fucking gig and then work from there. That's the premise I would have gone with and said, no wonder no one wants this gig. Can't make fun of anybody anymore. I felt bad for the dude because... 10 days, because I've talked to Jimmy about this, and he does such a great job with the the Academy Awards. He prepares for like six months. I mean, he's got got a whole, and and, and, uh, Molly is the executive producer. I mean, they work their asses off on that thing. 10 days. Yeah. You're you're doomed. Not nearly enough time, yeah. Standing up there and telling those jokes to a bunch of people who don't want to be laughed at is the biggest bummer in the world. That's why I always praise Jimmy and the job he does with it, because Hollywood has no sense of humor about itself. And those people in that audience do not want to be made fun of. They're very concerned about their image and their publicist. I mean, if you're shelling out 25, 30% of your income on publicists and agents and managers, you don't want to be goofed on on television. You want to be treated like the serious actor, like you're doing the most important shit on the planet. So to go up there and and to be the host of the Golden Globes, it's a ridiculous gig. You got to sit there and goof on people, but goof on them in such a pleasant way that they're like smiling afterwards. Oh, that was nice. Like I was watching this guy do his thing last night and he was talking about Robert De Niro and Robert De Niro was laughing hysterically like he was in the movie Cape Fear and you're like, gee, De Niro could have been just, you know, stone cold, like nasty during it, but he seemed to like it, but you never know. I mean, who wants to play Russian roulette on live television with your career? Uh, I mean, what the hell? It's the stupidest fucking gig. I mean, comedians are, are supposed to be funny. And the only way to be funny is to be cynical. Thank you all so very much for joining me here tonight. 
I found my closing topic of tonight. And that closing topic is going to be social media. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be the first to admit that I'm not perfect when it comes to social media. I haven't been perfect ever in my life. At first, when I did it, it was a cry. It was basically a cry for help because my home life, other than my father, who I love very much, and my stepfather, fucking sucked. Couldn't really talk to my mother about anything. Definitely couldn't talk to my cunt of an ex-stepmom. But as I've gotten older... And I saw another, as I, as I saw what's truly going on in the world, I became a little more free. As I've gotten older, I'm not really on social media anymore. The only two ones I'm really on right now are Instagram because I'm trying to build a fucking media business. And also Twitter because I've been on there for... Probably the long, longest out of everybody. I'm not on it. Because it's a bunch of bullshit. I really only have a backup Facebook profile. For if I want to turn my phone off for the day. And the queen needs to talk to me. Because I'll always make myself available. If the queen ever needed anything where I can. Number one, because she's the love of my life. Number two, because we live together. Number three, I'd be a shitty fucking boyfriend if I didn't make myself available to the queen. But other than that, I am not on social media much anymore. I like to watch like famous people's Instagram stories and see what their life is like. But as far as like the average everyday person, ladies and gentlemen, some people have used social media as one of two things. Number one, as an agenda machine. Number two, to basically say, hey, my life is better than yours. Or, hey, I'm on vacation every motherfucking week. That makes you a cocky piece of shit. Oh my God, life is great. Oh my God, we're on the beach every fucking week. No, you're just a cocky piece of shit. But another thing is the hypocrisy on social media. I'll give you an example. Although I had to do things differently now, there are moments where I'll just say, fuck it, I don't care. On social media, back in the day, I used to be very vocal. I still am, but I'm doing it, trying to do it differently. I don't get the likes. I don't care. Because you know what I care about? I care about building my empire. Building me in the queen's empire. So we don't have to answer to nobody. But the biggest thing that is a big fucking problem. Is. The hypocrisy on social media. 
Especially when it comes to say, oh, you're too negative. Well, you know what? Maybe some people are, but other people, other people are legitimately suffering on social media. But don't, but you're, but those people are the ones to talk, especially when they post pics or videos of them snorting cocaine, flaunting, flaunting their fucking bodies, men and women, doesn't matter who. Like basically men with like half of their pants down, almost showing their crotch, etc. Popping bottles in the club, getting fucked up all the time. You're the one to talk. You're the one to talk. Am I wrong? Tell me when I'm telling lies. Tell me when I'm telling lies. Social media is toxic. Again, I'm not an angel myself. I'll be the first to admit it. And I'm trying to do things differently. But what I'm also going to use it for as a platform to build my business. Other than that, I could give two shits about social media. All I need to do is have the contact information of the people I care about. And at some point soon, when I continue to build our empire, where I can interact with my fellow Phoenix Empire supporters. If they ever need to reach out to me for advice, improvements on how to improve the show, and all of that. But here's my closing thing. Nobody is perfect, not even the people who have to fucking brag about their perfect life every fucking week. Don't be hypocrites. Yes, some of us are not perfect. Some of us are not perfect. But you know what? Neither are you. Especially when it comes to that being the judge for job interviews. What doesn't make sense, and I've seen this from experience, why is it that people who go out, get fucked up, men and women, doesn't matter, post split, half split photos, and yet they're not getting judged, but people who want to speak out their minds are. I thought it was always, if you, if you exposed yourself, trying to be like, oh, Look at my ass, or all oh, ladies. Look at my half crotch. You want this crotch? That is not professional. But yet I see people getting opportunities. I thought, I thought it was the other fucking way around. But I guess it's not. So, y'all, listen. People like me, we're not perfect ourselves when it comes to speaking our mind. Some people are mentally sick on social media. I mean, look at all the fucking terrorist motherfuckers out there. They are worse. 
Me, I say what needs to be said. People like me, we say what needs to be said. There are sicker motherfuckers out there than me. That's the point I'm trying to make. But don't judge us if you are not willing to take it right back, y'all. Think about that. Don't be hypocrites. And it's like I said before, I'll say it again as well. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Before you judge someone, think about how you'd want to be treated if you were in that situation. Something to think about. Something to seriously think about. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I close. I want to thank you all for joining me. We are at 30 followers and counting. I am very, very excited. We are slowly growing this thing. We are changing the fucking game, y'all. I love you guys. I appreciate y'all. Most importantly, I love the queen with all my heart. She has such a heart of gold. And to her and to all of you, you guys are the reasons as well why I'm doing this. I appreciate you all. The journey is just getting started. Spread the word. Tell your people who are afraid to have a voice that they will have a voice once again if I have anything to say about it. Whether it's from my experience or whether it's from other experiences. Remember that. So, I love you guys. Please leave a rating, review. You know the usual. You can follow me at King of the Phoenix Empire on Instagram to reach out to me if you ever have any need any advice, something you want me to address on the show. Um, and just, I appreciate you guys. So, stay safe. Stay warm. I'm going to take the weekend off because I got some things I need to figure out and I still need to rest my voice. So, peace and love, everybody. I'll be back next week. Um, Alan will be back next week. We will get back on track with Russell Empire next week. Hopefully, um, by the time I get back next week, I'll be back to normal and we'll keep this train rolling. So, until next week, y'all. Have a good weekend. Y'all know what comes next. Peace and love, everybody. I'll see y'all next week. Love. Bye. Ah, damn it. Hold on. What the fuck, man? Okay, hold on. You know, I got to play the two main songs, Dancing in the Sky and Tokyo. So give me a second. Okay. Hopefully that's a little comedy for y'all tonight. Peace and love, everybody. I'll see y'all next week. Bye. Does it look like in heaven? Is it peaceful? Is it free like they say? Does the sun shine bright forever? Have your fears and your pain
And here on earth, everything's different. 
Hey, y'all. Sky here. Uh, thank you all for listening to my podcast today. Um, if you like what you've heard, uh, please leave a review. Rate me five stars. I can use all the help I can get. Um, but if there's anything I can improve on, um, still leave a review. Let me know what I can do to um, do better. Um, again, I cannot do this without your guys' help. Spread the word. Spread the love. Spread the realness. Thank you, guys, and I'll see you all very soon. Allow me to reintroduce myself. I'm in the empire business.